0: because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless self helpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today we are talking all about toxic productivity. Oh my gosh, delicious. But before we get into that, <laughs> Kelsey, where can people see your comedy and meet you and do all that fun stuff, get their asses handed to them and foosball? You know the <laughs> drill.
1: You know what makes me that I'm noticing is like become your catchphrase. And I feel like maybe we should make merch for this is (laughs) after we say the name of like what we're going to talk about today, you always say "Mm, delicious. I swear to God, I think it's every time and I love it. And I really, I feel like we should have like a delicious shirt or something.
0: Delicious could be what it could be merch. Oh my God. I just feel like my awkward intro has evolved over these past five years because I used to say stuff like, all right, we're doing it. Here we go. And now it's like, "Mm, delish, let's get into it. Let's dive
1: in. I'm like, oh God, how can I,
0: (laughs) how can I diversify the way I say this shit?
1: I don't know. We are, we're almost at five years of the show. There there are only so many ways you can intro right. the show, but I do, I love the idea of a delicious shirt. Although I feel oh, like I'm delicious, like going across your tits is kind of, awesome. Like maybe.
0: <laughs> we could say, mmm, delicious. Is that better? <laughs> I don't know. I love, I, honestly, oh, I love both. I'm going to start saying stuff like welcome to the fucking show how about that i mean that could be a t-shirt across your tits too and i mean double meaning there too tbd guys
1: that one is very specific for your tits with welcome to the show because you've shown a lot of people your tits and- yes and
0: i also told you about the light show i can offer people with my tits as well that is
1: right yes, i maybe I you should give people a refresher you oh, yeah so me, heads up told me
0: yeah, if you have breast implants, which I do, um, your, your boobs light up in the dark. I don't know. I'm, if I'm the first person telling you this, I am very honored and also I'm sorry. But go to the bathroom, shut off all the lights and grab the flashlight on your phone and put it to the corner of your boob and look in the mirror and you have like this glowing like slightly red orb. And um, yeah, it's a pretty magical experience and a wow. great party trick. Yeah, I need Kelsey. I need to send you some photos. I keep forgetting to do that. But just expect some tip pics from me.
1: Last <laughs> week, her. with no I, explanation. <laughs> I don't have to be concerned about getting like ambushed with news in my DMs. I have to worry about getting like tip pics while I'm like maybe showing a photo of my niece to my dad or something from my podcast co-host. Like, what a life. Yes. I never know what I'm going to get with you. Oh, I love it. Please write in if you try this trick. I would love to know your experience and how you share it with others. No. Well, I kind of want to know what happens when you do it without breast implants. So I'm kind of Oh, I don't think it lights up. But it has nowhere to go. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just full
0: boob. It's just like the fat blocks it. (laughs) But when it's fat and silicone slash saline slash whatever the heck you have in there, it. Yeah, it glows. It lights up. It's like a nightlight. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: just maybe you just give me a heads up before you (laughs) say it. Just in case I happen to be.
0: I'll give you you a heads up. Texting you, "Mm, delicious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here we go.
1: (laughs) Incoming. Oh, the, the weekly segment of what's going on with Delaney's tits continues. (laughs) It's endless content. Um,
0: where can people find
1: you Kelsey? (laughs) So this episode is coming out, um, in the middle of May. So, um, I am going to be at Laugh Boston, uh, May 27th and 28th. And then I'm going to London first week of June so for a TV cool. thing. Very excited. So and um, shooting my special so soon, guys. So June 18th in Denver at Comedy Works. I will be there the 16th through the 18th, but the 18th, uh, there are two shows that I'm shooting my special for. Please come out. God, I would love to have Helpsters there. Yes. And then Delaney will be there. I know yeah, we've I'm mentioned so it excited. before. Yes. Delaney will be there. Uh, and then I am at... Oklahoma City at Bricktown Comedy Club, June 30th through July 2nd. And then Austin, July 15th and 16th. So those are kind of like the ones that are coming up soonest. Go to kelpcook.com, Get some tickets. Would love to see you. Great string of cities. So many good cities you're going to. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be a good So a good much
0: fun. Of yeah. So much fun. Um, What's going on with you? Yeah, you can find um, Aficionado, the minimalist business podcast at DelaneyFisher.com. It's a private podcast, but it is free. So you can get over there on my website. I also have a lot of complimentary business simplicity resources for you if you're a service provider, contractor, business owner, all that good stuff. And we are about to record an episode that the community voted on. They submitted and voted this topic. And it's My favorite things. They would like to know my favorite things. So it's going to be a Delaney's favorite things episode. um, And we're just getting everybody's uh, questions that they want me to answer. So it's just going to be a mix of stuff. Everything from like my favorite products to books to public figures, business hacks, that kind of thing. So yeah, would love to have you a part of it. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to have an awesome minimalist business, love
1: to have you. Amazing. Go check it out. Um, nice. should we kick it off with a quotable?
0: Of course, Kelsey,
1: does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in rare form today. And it's the best. This is, this is going to be oh, very Kelsey. fun. <laughs> uh, okay. So this quote, uh, it says for the learning soul, life has infinite value, even at the darkest hours. Oh, that's nice. That. Yeah, that quote is from Immanuel Kant, oh, and it was okay. submitted by, um, or Kant, I don't know. Kant. Uh, submitted by Helpster Christoph. Thank you so much. And if you want to be able to submit quotes for the show, vote on episode topics, listen to bonus episodes, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash self-helpless, so Go check that out. We would love to have you on there. And that's a beautiful quote. Yes. I want to read it one more time. For the learning soul, life has infinite value even in the darkest hours. Mm. Yeah. I think that's, to me, I'm taking that as even when you're going through really hard shit, there's always a lesson to be gained. Yes. Or or maybe it's talking about Wordle, which I cannot stop playing in I don't <laughs> much. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Like your
0: shittiest times you're, you're still learning a lesson, even if it's a hard one and it yep. makes you appreciate, you know, coming out of that dark time. And yep. yeah, gotta love a good Kant quote, you know, Did you st- study quant, <laughs> quant. <laughs> oh Did you study Kant in philosophy class or was I the only philosophy nerd at my <laughs>
1: Oh God! Really? You are such a fucking oh I love philosophy.
0: I would get there early, and I would yeah, lots of note taking. Um, anyway, check guys out.
1: perfectly <laughs> to the toxic productivity. We're a good balance on the show because. I like I was not a big fan of philosophy, oh. but obviously, you know, I was going to be a math teacher. So like had the math major going. So we've got two different yes. parts of our brains coming together for this show. Girl, I try to be a philosophy major, but the major
0: at my school was so impacted that I had to pick something else. Whoa. That's how, yeah, like that's how, I mean, philosophy was pretty cool on my campus. It was uh... a... <laughs>
1: You also were in California. I'm sure that's like what a lot of stoners want to pick. Yes. It's like, I don't know, man. You know, like you can just think and talk and not you really have class. to like come to a conclusion. Yeah. You show up barefoot and you have very <laughs> high conversations with a
0: hot professor. I mean, that was what I wanted my life to be. I did, you know, religious studies, which is equally stonery. But anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> Toxic productivity, everybody. So we're going to be talking about what this is, the signs that you might, you know, be suffering from it, how to combat it, our personal experiences. I mean, this, this aligns, you know, with so many topics we've talked about on the show before, everything from workaholism to burnout to, you know, all of that. And um, I just think you can't have enough reminders about you know, prioritizing your needs and getting in touch with your values and really implementing a plan to make your life
1: better. Yeah. When we were deciding to talk about this, Gary V came to mind who I know you've kind of got like some beef with. I don't know <laughs> if I would call it beef, but like yeah, you just are not like, you're not like that big of a fan of his ideals. Well, I don't, I don't live the by his
0: methods. And so if I don't, I don't say like, Oh, you know, that's the wrong way to do stuff. Cause obviously like he's totally lit up all day. Like he fucking loves his life and he loves everything. But when people ask me like, what is my approach as an entrepreneur? I often say like kind of the opposite of Gary Vee, and then they understand what that means. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. So like doing, doing less, and having a lot of free time and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I honestly really, it's, it's really about what genuinely makes you happy yeah. for me, the Gary light, the Gary V lifestyle of like, I think he works up at like 5.00 AM and goes to bed at 11 or something. And like every minute, like every minute is scheduled, you know, down to the minute, That did not serve me. I did that kind of lifestyle for so long and I just felt exhausted, I felt unfulfilled, I felt sad. So you really have to find like the schedule and everything that works for you as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I do feel like the things he tries to preach are similar to the whole Beyonce quote that we don't uh, go for as much anymore of like, remember, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. Yeah, I think the problem I like the underlying problem I run into with my toxic productivity is that in the field I work in, there is no definition of this is enough for the day. Right. Whereas like my friends who work in the medical field um, or any sort of job where you're kind of like clocking in and clocking out and you're not taking your work home, yes. I don't feel like toxic productivity is that big of an issue for them because there's just an accepted norm and definition of like, you've done your work for the day, now you have permission to clock out. But oh, yeah, entertainment and in creative fields there's always that pressure of like, well, you gotta, you gotta work for whatever you like, you can settle. Sure. You can go to bed at this time and not be as successful or you can stay up later and achieve more. It's like such a I hate it. I hate it. it. Yeah. It's that's something I continue to really struggle with. Yeah. And it's
0: so hard. And, and, it is really hard because especially if you're excited about what you're doing, you want to do all these things. Like we talked about on the revenge bedtime episode, like Kelsey, you don't want to go to bed because you're having so much fun. You want to do more fun shit. And so when you, when you are your own boss in any kind of entrepreneurial space, it is up to you. And so if you're not regulating that, properly, then you can easily work all the time. But I can say like, Oh my gosh, when I lived the whole, like, go, go, go be everywhere, be everywhere all the time, do everything, say yes to everything, be visible all over the place. I was unhappy. I was unhealthy. I was not making much money. And now I'm like, I am, I, this is the, this is the most visibility I have. Like, this is the most you know being on self helpless is the visibility i have so i'm not visible really many other places um my schedule went from working 60 to 80 hours a week to working like 10 hour weeks making four times as much money as i used to make like it's just not true and i think that's what bothers me when somebody comes from a place of saying this is the only way to be successful this is the only way to grow your career, grow your yeah. business, get everything that you want is by being all over and like running yourself ragged. That's what I don't like. So, yeah. you know, that, that's where I'm, I'm cautious with even how I share my stuff because it's like, look, this is not for everybody, but I'm sharing with you, like what works for me and you got to find what works for you. Do you really only work 10 hours a week? Yeah. Or less. <laughs> how? By crafting my schedule very carefully, dude. I mean, it's taken years. It has taken years. I, I mean, I have a whole episode, I think on, um, aficionado about like my schedule and what's on it and all that stuff, but I have it. So the first two weeks of every month, I have my client calls. So the second two weeks of every month, I don't have clients. And if I do have meetings, it's like an internal meeting or a self helpless recording. Um, I I used to have like 26 clients at a time. Now I only take six one-on-one clients at a time. Um, And I also offer like other things in between like intensives and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, my goal this year was like, I wonder if I could reach that level of where I'm working like six to 10 hours a week. And I
1: did Wow. Yeah. And you've never been making more money than you are right now.
0: The, the less hours I work, the more money I make. And that's been since I made that very strategic, intentional plan and move to start my own business, you know, and then go from there. That led into the consulting business. I literally just got off of a phone call with, with um, some of my finance team. And they were like, they, they were asking like those same questions. Like, how often are you working, all that stuff? And I said, yeah, about 10 hours a week. And then, like, do you know that you have increased your net profit by almost 300% this year? And I'm like, no, that's good to know. Thank you so much. So, like, that is literal proof that you do not have to work all day and all night to have the life that you want, the free time, the money, the like, all of that. I was, it was so backwards for so long for me, Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. But- my God, Yeah, Good I'm for very you, excited.
0: Man. Thank you. I'm excited. I'll share yeah. more about it too in depth. Like if people have questions about that, you know,
1: Yeah. how I, how I did that. But um, damn, yes. that is incredible. We are all very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like I can say it. that on behalf of our <laughs> <The> <laughs> listeners, <laughs> because you know, a lot of you have been with us yeah. listening from the beginning and um, gosh, we just started in like a little... Like conference room of Delaney's work yes, and just trying to figure stuff out. And it's very cool to see where you're at.
0: Well, same right back at you, babe. I feel like, um, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the earlier episodes and we're talking about workaholism or burnout or anxiety, we're talking about it like from that place of being in workaholic mode and all that stuff. And it's really weird to do a topic to where I'm talking about it Like it's the past, you know, like, oh, this is me in the past. It's not me right now trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of it. So that's like a really It's – I'm having a very weird moment right now. It's kind of cool.
1: God, 30s are so much better than your 20s. (laughs) Everybody says that. And when I was in my 20s, I was like, no way. Like I was having – you know, I thought I was having so much fun in my 20s. And I I was at times. I was like also – there was just so much more uncertainty – I had so much more anxiety, like less financial stability, job security, all that. It just, man, what like a nice time right now. Oh (laughs) my God. Just had our birthdays. I just turned 33, just turned 32. And it's it's a good time right now. (laughs) Yeah. What, what would you say when,
0: let's say that if you think about your most toxic productivity period of time in your life, what is the biggest difference, um, in you like approaching similar situations? Like, can you think of like your quote unquote rock bottom of product or toxic productivity?
1: Um, yeah, I just, uh, it's almost like burned into my body, what that felt like in my body that I, it was tired on another level. Like I, I was loading my schedule up so heavily and thinking that I could do way more in a day, way more in a week than I could. And I know I've mentioned it before, but I think the thing that really changed my life and and how I go about my day-to-day schedule is A, having a physical planner, but B, within that physical planner, looking at the things I had planned for the day as amounts of energy used, as opposed to time it would take. Yeah. And I just, I really do encourage any of you listeners who are struggling with this, if if you get to the end of the day and you are completely exhausted, again, I think that's kind of, I don't want to speak for Gary Vee, but it seems like that is more, and, and hey, I, I actually like all of what Gary V says, but I'm just saying that I think healing's more toward that idea of like, if you aren't completely exhausted by the end of the day, then like you didn't do enough or you didn't maximize your time enough. And right. I read a different quote from somebody else that was like, you shouldn't be completely run down by the end of the day like you shouldn't be putting your body through so much that by the end of the day you like can't even keep your eyes open yeah and I have actually it's kind of what you're talking about with the 10-hour work week I feel like I get more done each day now because I have more energy because I'm able to spread it out and I've stopped thinking that I um am like made of steel and am immune to what all the things in my schedule were doing to my body. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to feel run down and I get sick. So now I just, I schedule way fewer things and I just take on fewer things. So that was probably like the biggest change for me.
0: Yeah, totally. I I definitely resonate with that. I think my mindset literally used to be like, as soon as I wake, as as soon as I woke up, it was like, um, this like mentality of how much could i get done and checked off my to-do list between now and when i go to bed like non-stop 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 like not even thinking hey is this task like reach is this helping me reach any of the goals i have do i like doing this thing it wasn't i was not mindful i was not present it was just i was a machine trying to yes. tackle as much as possible. And now when I wake up, it's like, okay, um, what am I not doing today? What I, what am I doing today? And what am I like not doing anymore or maybe ever? Like, It's, yeah. it's just like, I'm so selective and keeping that, keeping my cl- calendar as clear as possible. Um, and only filling it with the things that make sense for my business goals, my personal goals, the things that, you know, bring me a lot of joy. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been huge, but to get to that point, I had to get really honest with what was my goal. Like, I didn't know what my goal was. So it's like, what are my values? Where do I want to go? What do I want my life to look like? I had never asked myself that before until I was like 26. Yeah. So I hit 26 and I'm like, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know if I'm enjoying any of this. I'm just doing things just to do them. I literally remember like looking around my bedroom at that time being like, I don't even like any of the art on this, on these walls. Like I just painted them because I was in an art class and that's what we had to paint. Or I, you know, I went, I did this thing with an instructor and uh, they told me to paint this. So I did. I'm like, I don't even like this art. Like, who am I? You know, like what, what do I want? What do I like? I didn't really know. Um, and the more that I took off of my plate, the more I really figured it out. And, um, yeah, it just takes a lot of being very, very honest with what you actually want versus what you think you should want or what other people want for you. Um, and I can also say, like, with the age of social media and like access to people, like the the messaging out there that like people have to have access to you at all times, they got to see all the parts of your life and all that stuff. I can say by somebody who's taken pretty much all the access away um. The the less access people have had to me is like I've seen it. I've seen that they value my time more because they they know I don't show up many places. So if I am showing up to a place, it's like I know they know that about me. And so yeah. they, I think there's a special connection there when they realize, oh, I couldn't have gotten this information from you know DMing you on Instagram. I had to yeah. do this intentional step by step process to get here, and so did you. And so I loved. I've loved seeing that as well because that was,
1: you know, my hope too. Yeah. I think it's even impacted our friendship. Not that it wasn't like this before, but because I can't see what's going on in your day-to-day life and you can't see what's going on in mine. When we catch up, we really are catching up because we don't even have an idea of, you know, except from our previous conversations, maybe like we would know something that's coming up to ask about. But yeah, it is, it's different so uh just to give like some definition some technical definition from psychology today so toxic productivity is the need to constantly do um it's often ineffectual and unproductive that's the irony of it is like yeah. it's like <laughs> what you were saying that you think you're being productive right but you're sometimes you're not you're actually just running yourself into the ground for no reason Exactly.
0: I remember that, like the thought that used to go through my head, like I cannot go have fun until I complete X, Y, Z thing, you know? And it's like, I would not allow myself to just enjoy my time, but it's like, sometimes the most productive thing you can do is literally do nothing and rest and enjoy
1: yourself. And that makes your decision-making better, everything better. Yes. I think there's a big mind shift to when you start to think of your time as money and Mm -hmm really going okay if i say <clears throat> if i say yes to doing this certain thing that i'm not really that psyched on yeah. am i willing to lose x amount of money essentially that i could be putting towards something else definitely definitely yeah kim yeah, and i have talked a lot about that of because of out,
0: i've outsourced so many things and he's always so worried like that's a lot of money that we're spending. I'm like, but freeing up my time allows me to make more money. And so mm-hmm. making this
1: money will more than cover these things, you know? Totally. So it's like, yeah, it takes a lot of planning, you know? Yeah. And then here are some signs that you might be suffering from toxic productivity. This is from um, the healthy. So downtime makes you anxious, which, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's something I've gotten better on. Over the years for sure, but like it's still a a bit of a thing for me. So downtime makes you anxious. Watching others have fun annoys you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can't remember the last time you felt joy. Oof, that's a dark one. Um, Socializing makes you antsy. So toxic productivity can make you feel like you're wasting your time when socializing because you're not accomplishing anything. Oh, God.
0: figure lending LLC DBA figure equal opportunity lender NMLS 1717824 terms and conditions apply visit figure.com for more information for licensing information go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
1: man these are such good ones they're so specific yes um having little to no time for self-care success feels meaningless so when you finally accomplish your goal it feels hollow empty or not good enough or you may feel too burned out to appreciate it God damn. No. Oh yeah. This, I mean, this is me. This is me yeah. five years ago. Like a hundred percent.
0: And I'm, I feel like I'm a little embarrassed to say that that's how I felt a lot of the time, you know, really? like yeah, yeah. other, okay. I remember like, it wasn't the fact that I'm other people having fun annoyed me. I think I was just so confused as to how do you have time to have a baking party for fun? You know what I mean? Like, how do you have time to do that and plan that and go get the baked goods and have people come over? Like, I I think I was just confused as to not only having the time, but the desire to do that. Because I was just very much like, even though I was doing it to myself, I didn't, feel like I was doing it to myself. I felt like life was doing it to me. So I felt like right. I didn't have the time. And also I was kind of envious of the desire to do like conventional, joyful, simple things. And yes. now literally my whole life is very conventional. And yes. Simple. Um, yes. But I remember feeling like must be nice to have the time to have a fucking craft day. <laughs>
1: And in reality, it's like no one is making you do this but you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, hey, I admit it. I admit that that was my thought process. Kelsey, do you resonate with yes. these?
1: The the two that don't resonate with me are watching others have fun annoys you and you can't remember the last time you felt joy. I feel pretty yes. lucky that I, like I do, especially now I carve out so much time in my life for having fun and I I'm generally like a very joyous person. I think I feel like yeah. I feel joy uh, yeah. a lot, but um, the whole, and obviously my self-care has really ramped up as well in the last few years. So that's great. But um, yeah. the having some struggles with downtime is definitely, like I mentioned, something that I continue to have to work on, but I'm getting better at it. I, I know yeah. I keep joking about Wordle. But things like that, it's almost like a little trick because in a way I'm being productive because I feel like it's helping keep my mind sharp. Yeah. But it's something I really enjoy doing and it is for fun. Like it yeah. is a silly thing. So I do. <laughs> I was just visiting my, my brother, sister-in-law and um, my niece over the weekend and we all together played Wordle, Quirtle, Nerdle, Hurdle, and global <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun like i i really love it nerdle is if you like math it's trying to solve uh, a daily equation global is trying to guess a country in the world and Hurdle is trying to guess a song. And I guess there's one, I think there's one called Framed for Movies too, where it just shows you movie, like photos of movie frames. Nice. Anyway, if if you're somebody that likes puzzles, I just yeah. can't recommend it enough. Obviously doing all of those is a lot. I don't think I could probably keep up with all of those every day, but it is it is pretty fun and it does encourage me to have downtime.
0: Yes. I, I resonate with the... Anxiousness with downtime. I think for me, even when I have downtime, I just enjoy doing things. I enjoy completing tasks and having projects. And even if it's like, I am going to go sit in the bath and put a bunch of essential oil and all that stuff, it's me doing something. And like when I get out of the bath, it's like, wow, I completed something. It's just, I enjoy it. So even my downtime doesn't look like just, sitting and hanging out usually i am somebody who just i get kind of sad when i've been sedentary for too long Like after
1: watching like three, four hours of TV, like I don't really feel good. Um, No, same. It has to be. And that's what you have to learn about yourself is like, what does self-care and downtime look like for you? Because it is different for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And I know
0: with like, we've talked a little bit about the ADHD stuff, I'm, you know, still looking into that stuff. But I know that with that, like the ADHD brain, you don't create enough dopamine or you don't create dopamine, something like that. So you have to give yourself your own dopamine hits and you do that by completing things and having projects and all that stuff. So I don't know if that's part of it, but. Yeah. Yeah. i resonate with that a lot. Yeah. So here's uh, some tips for combating it from Reich site, um, defining your work boundaries, you know, adequate time for sleep, spending time with family, engaging in hobbies. These can all reduce the emphasis on constant productivity, setting realistic goals, you know, set goals that are achievable and attainable and flexible that can help you differentiate between work that must be done immediately from work that can be completed at a later time, create buffers in your schedule, um, instead of scheduling back-to-back meetings, create buffers that allow you to take small breaks throughout the day, seek Mm -hmm. mental health help. Um, You know, if other steps are not working, seek help help from a mental health professional to ensure you don't find yourself burned out, you know, consistently and in the future. Um, Any any tips, personal tips, Kelsey, that you feel like are your favorite go-tos
1: for helping? Um, Gosh, this list really covered a lot of what I would have thought to say, honestly, I think creating buffers in your schedule is huge. That kind of goes back to the energy thing I was talking about. Like you have to be realistic on not only how much each task you're doing in your day takes up in terms of your energy, but like really thinking about how you feel at the end of doing certain things. I know for me, at the end of us doing our podcast recordings, I feel a little depleted for a sec because we just talked for an hour. It's, you're performing, your mind is so on and so I try to leave a little bit of a buffer so that I can like have a snack or just sit and and zone out for a sec, but yeah. just, just being mindful of creating those buffers. And then, yes, yeah, setting realistic goals. It's something I'm actually struggling with a little bit right now with TikTok because uh, I haven't posted in a little while on there and I'm just at a place where I don't really know what to post. As a comic, you can't just keep posting your material because then by the time somebody comes to a live show, they will have already seen it. And uh, I, I know that if I wasn't, if I didn't have a podcast, if I wasn't doing standup full-time, if I didn't have these other things, then maybe I could be like a full-time content creator. Yeah. But that's not realistic for me. I, it's right. not realistic for me to put a video out every single day. And I've been like, shaming myself every day that I don't get that done. Like no matter how much I accomplish in a day, I go to bed and I'm like, you didn't post on TikTok. Like it's just hanging over me. And I think I really need to get more realistic with myself and be like, Hey, (laughs) figure out a different sort of posting schedule. That is something you can actually stick to. And then don't feel bad about it. Like there's no, like you should have, or you did. It's just like, do what you can.
0: Yeah. This is so interesting because this actually comes up a lot in my business with my clients of them feeling bad for like not posting on certain things. Mm-hmm. And um maybe this is helpful Kelsey i don't know but you have you have like all these things and a lot of these things that a lot of people who are posting on tiktok want to get from posting on tiktok right like people are coming to see you live you're getting awesome opportunities you're getting visible so it's like you're so busy doing that that you didn't post on tiktok where somebody <laughs> is actively growing a following in hopes of like getting a lot of that stuff too oh,
1: so yeah. it's like mm-hmm.
0: some people are like oh my god i did this and this but i didn't i didn't post on instagram or something like, but you have clients, that's why people are posting on Instagram to get the clients that you already have in your business. So it's like really knowing like what the goals are. Um, But yeah, that would be my, my feedback too, is like getting so clear on what your personal goals are and doing the things that make those happen. And I love that quote that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Um, (laughs) so it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, what do you actually want above everything else and what needs to go for now or be removed completely? Um, but yeah, uh, that would be my biggest one is getting very honest about what you want and then doing those things and saying no to everything else. to keep it, keep it simple. Um, I also remember never celebrating anything. I think we talked they talked about this in here. Um, never celebrating milestones, just being like okay, on to the next, on to the next, and now I just try to celebrate, you know, literally everything in my yeah. business, personal life, all of that. I remember like being in in my 20s out on a date with somebody It wasn't Cam at the time, but I was on a date and I forgot that I was on TV that night or something. And it got brought up in the conversation. They're like, oh, my God, we should go and celebrate. Let's let's go grab another drink. And I'm like, oh, no, it's really not a big deal. Like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And thinking like, shit, I should have been celebrating all of those moments because, you know those moments are not really, those specific moments aren't happening anymore in this leg of my career. And so I don't know, just celebrating the moments that you are in, I think is super important for, for this as well,
1: yeah. Could not agree yes, more. Indeed. So we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Prairie Wind. It says, Instagram episode. Thank you for sharing the Instagram fakeness stories. <laughs> I've listened to every episode. I'm such a big fan. This last episode was truly one of my favorites. I think most of us can relate to resorting to forced and false insta-feels in order to delay or avoid the processing of uncomfortable emotions in actual life. Oh, very mm. well said. Yeah. I'm glad you chose this real-ass topic. Self-Helpless is a space where we can all learn and grow together. Hashtag hearts, hashtag clean them buttholes. <laughs> like, Shout yeah. out to uh, Tushy who has previously sponsored us with their great Days. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So funny. Thanks
0: Prairie Wind. I was like, is clean them buttholes from that? Or was there a certain episode we talked about?
1: That, that must maybe we were talking about that on that episode. Maybe that was a Tushy sponsored episode, but yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, really happy that you liked that specific episode. That was definitely one of my favorites to do too. It felt kind of like a confessional uh, oh, like, yeah. look, this is what was really going on when we posted this, like, thing on Instagram or whatever. So if you haven't yeah. listened to that one that was from maybe about a year and a half ago, we did one called Instagram versus reality.
0: Oh, yeah. We should do more like that. What other confessional topics can we do?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That would be great. Yes, um, definitely.
1: Do you have um, any segments, Del?
0: Um, I do have an update from a, a prior segment that I had about – um nipple tape. Remember when I said I was like, really like, I'm not a bra person. I really Mm -hmm. rarely well wear bras. And so I got, I got a, (laughs) I got a roll of tape to put instead. And I feel like, you know, it's been going pretty well. So if anybody else is not a bra person and they just don't want like their nipples showing through everything,
1: that's an option for you. And it's actual nipple tape. It's not just like scotch. It's not like, yeah, it's not
0: like packing tape. i actually got real nipple tape i'm wearing it right now so youtube you can be the judge wow it covers the nips that's very impressive you can't see anything yeah to be honest when i get cold it's not like the most i should probably i could probably double tape them if if i'm going in a cold environment but i think this is good it prevents looks and stuff when i'm walking around the neighborhood you know That's really all I'm. That's really all I'm looking for, because <laughs> the rest of my life, people are just seeing this part of me, you know. Right. On, true. On virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah.
1: So. Hey. Great. There it is. What about you? Happy. It's been a successful, uh, journey. Yes, that I told you I'd update you guys. Yes. So I have. I have a good shit, and this is actually very in alignment with what we've been talking about today. I went, like I said earlier, I I visited my niece over the weekend and God, she just makes me so happy. It just was so special. She's um, about to be eight months old and she's just at an age where she's like starting to do some of her first, like she's about to start crawling for the first time. We uh, were teaching her how to make raspberry sounds with her mouth and it's just very fun to like watch them start to mimic and she's just... She's just my whole heart. I just love her so much. So I got to really enjoy like just being with my family and relaxing and not doing anything work related. So that was very cool. Oh,
0: that's so nice. Very nice.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, remember guys to go, please buy tickets, especially to see my special taping in Denver June 18th, but all of the other tour dates coming up and go to KelseyCook.com and get those tickets.
0: Yes. And feel free to check out delaneyfisher.com for eFicionado the podcast, the minimalist business podcast. We actually have a lot of episodes related to toxic productivity, uh, time management hacks, prioritizing your goals, all that. So if you want to dive deeper into this topic, um, you can find some of that over there.
1: Awesome. All right. We hope you guys are having an awesome day. Have a great week and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.